Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. How are you guys doing? Today is Wednesday, December 9th. I'm so glad you guys have joined me at my little corner of the internet where it smells a little bit like hot chocolate and peppermint because I'm diffusing peppermint in my studio today. I'm getting off track already. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. I'm glad you guys are here today. We've got so much going on at the Homeschool Resource Center. Things are just hopping and uh, it's exciting for us to watch. I think I told you guys at the end of the show yesterday that we are planning a really awesome event coming up the first weekend in January and we are inviting leaders, those of you who are interested in possibly starting one of these, a firmly planted homeschool resource center in your area. We're going to tell you the story of how it came to be, uh, what what went into it, what we think it's going to take to run it and why we think it's a feasible way to really make a dent into what's happening right now in the United States and obviously around the world. And a huge part of our problem is that we have ceded the education of our children to the left in this nation. I think unwillingly, sometimes unwittingly, but that's exactly what's happened. So I hope you guys uh, wrote that down yesterday. If you didn't, I'm going to remind you again right now also, and I bet you guys didn't know this, but today is National Pastry Day. So for all of you who are on the keto diet, this is going to be a rough day for you. (laughs) Uh, you think, I, I think we need it, right? I think we need a national pastry month after uh, the Rona has decimated all of us, right? Uh, and it kind of makes me think about Christmas morning, right? Coffee and warm cinnamon rolls and uh, the voices of my kids and my grandkids as they run in to see what's under the tree. And uh, how does your family celebrate Christmas morning? Well, if you're looking for some suggestions, you can check out my blog, at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And I'm going to link back to some things today. I've got some parenting um, tips for you, some of my favorite Christmas books. Uh, This is a great time to really add to your Christmas book collection. I have been doing this for years. I garage sailed for years and years when my kids were little and I would find Christmas books and I just keep them in a box. And every year at Christmas, we pull it out and it's just amazing how much fun it is. Actually, right now, We're reading a little story called The Christmas Box, and it's a great read aloud. uh, And we've had actually some laugh out, uh, laugh out loud moments with our kids. And so if you're looking for a great read aloud, I'll link back to that in the show notes today. It's called The Christmas Box, kind of an old fashioned story, but we added it to our devotion. So we wake up in the morning and our, you know, our kids, usually we sit around and we uh, eat our breakfast in the family room while uh, we do a little short devotion this year, we're obviously right now we're talking about Advent and then reading a little bit of uh, trivia about Christmas and some of the traditions that have been uh, in the world for a long time with regard to Christmas. And then we've been reading the story, The Christmas Box. And so that's my little free tidbit for you guys today. Check out The Christmas Box. I actually think you'd really like it. This is just a great time of year to establish these kinds of traditions uh, with your kids. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. I got a letter from one of you the other day and you were telling me that you were struggling to just, you know, do the normal thing. And I think I had said several weeks ago, I had a similar conversation with one of my sisters and she was saying she's been having a real hard time just kind of getting dinner on the table, getting the laundry done. You know, homeschooling feels like a little bit of a drudgery right now, just exhausted. And I think a lot of us, you know, we're worn out because now we've been doing this, this Rona thing for what, nine months, going on nine months or something like that. And a lot of us are tired and, uh, 
maybe it's it's just the Rona, but I think it's also the pressure of the Christmas season. Uh, the world is weighty right now. Lots of things going on in the world. But I want to remind you, because I know a lot of you are struggling even just to rest at night. Do you know that when we get into these kind of habits, our kids are also watching us? There's a precious passage in Psalm, Psalm 3, verse 5. It says, I lie down, I can lie down, I will lie down and sleep in peace for the Lord watches over me. Another translation says the Lord alone is why I can sleep in peace. And I think sometimes we forget that God cares about every little nuance of this parenting thing we're doing. He cares about what's happening with your children. Those of you who are listening and you're not parenting, God cares about every aspect of your life including the the restless nights when sleep eludes you and the day comes too soon. God knows very well our human condition. He made us. He hears the cry of weary parents up all night from worry or with a sick child. His word is relevant. And I have always marveled at the way scripture addresses our felt needs. You see, here's the thing. God is interested in meeting us right where we are. And the Bible wasn't written by perfect people. And in fact, the authors of scripture were in many cases deeply flawed. They knew that the struggle is real. And I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, several years ago in 2018, our family was going through a very, very painful time. We were grieving the loss of a friendship and at the same time struggling to keep what felt like 15 balls in the air. And one by one, the balls began to drop. As night after night, I was awakened by thoughts of insecurity that stemmed from the pain that was in my heart. And at that time, it was the pain over loss of a friendship. And I wanted the Lord to rescue me. And like David, I was weary and I needed God's help to quiet my mind and my spirit so that when I rested and when I tried to sleep, it would be a restorative sleep and a restorative rest. And as I look back on that time, I think in some ways, my lack of sleep really was rooted in pride. It was like I was saying to God, you know what? I got this. I don't think you can handle it. So here, I'm going to stay up all night and I'm going to think about it. And what I wish I would have done, what I should have said was much simpler. I should have said, Lord, I need rest. So help me to rest in you. You know what we did the other night? We, uh, My daughter, I think I told you Sailor just turned 10 and she wanted to play a game. And she got she got Clue for her birthday. You guys, I haven't played Clue in a hundred years. I was trying to figure out, it just took me a while. First of all, I had to like engage in the whole game process, which I'm not, I know some of you are gonna be uh, disappointed, but I'm not much of a game person. However, this is one of Sailor's love languages. And so I'm trying to learn how to speak it again. And so I sat down to play this game with her. We invited grandma up to play with us and Summer sat down. And so the four of us just sitting there trying to figure out this game. And after about a half an hour, we were really kind of having fun. But it was that, it was a moment of just me surrendering into the moment. Instead of trying to get another thing done, another thing crossed off my list, it was me saying, Lord, I'm gonna give this moment to my daughter because I know it's gonna bless her. But even more than that, it was me resting in the Lord going, I'm gonna do the thing that's in front of me and trust that you're going to help me to do, to do the things I still feel I need to do. And when we learn to do that, you guys, things begin to change. You guys, the Lord understands where we are right now. He understands all the stuff that's going on with the Rona. He sees that you're struggling. He knows that you're hurting. He knows you're having a hard time sleeping at night, all the things. And he knows our innermost things, our innermost fears. And he says, rest in me. Rest in me. 
the Lord knows, you guys, that the enemy of your soul is not a fairy tale enemy. And because of that, Jesus promised that we could lie down and sleep in peace because he's the one who keeps us safe. And when he makes a promise, you guys, you can take it to the bank. So if you're struggling to find peace and if that lack of peace is robbing you of sleep, know that God is able to restore you. He's able to restore you and he does it beautifully and he'll do it in the middle of COVID-19. He'll do it no matter if we're struggling with uh, finances or whatever it is. Trust him. You guys can trust him. I want to just, I can't say it enough. Trust him, trust him, trust him. He's worthy of your trust. He's really worthy of it. So many letters are coming into the podcast right now. Uh, Every day, you know, I can hear my, uh, I can almost hear the little cue just kind of backing up in there. A lot of you struggling to know what to do in the midst of all this. How should we respond to a lot of you just saying, hey, I'm struggling. I'm, I can't, I, I don't have peace. I don't have peace. And it's the adversary that would rob you of peace. It would be the adversary that robs you of just moving. I remember I talked about this a little bit last week, you guys, just trying to encourage you. I think it was on Monday that I was talking about uh, a listener who wrote in and said, I just, I feel like I need to focus on, preparing my kids for trouble. And remember I told you I had a letter come in from a woman who said that she was afraid to have children because of the current circumstances in our country. You guys, it goes back to trusting the Lord and resting in him. Do we really think for just one moment that because of what's happening in the country and because of COVID and because of a potential Biden administration, ooh, that's going to shiver up my spine, because of that, that we should just stop living? that we should stop having children, that we should stop being fruitful and multiplying, that we should uh, backseat one of God's most beautiful commands. It's pride kind of. It says, Lord, we're not, we don't trust you. We don't trust you to have more children. We don't trust you to make a right decision for us. We don't trust you to protect our children. And so instead of trusting you, we're going to shrink back from the, from the front lines of the culture and we're going to yield this land, this, this opportunity that you give us to influence an, a whole new generation. And so if you're listening to this today, I'm getting a whole lot of questions kind of in the same vein. If you're listening to this and you're saying, man, we just don't think we can eat. We're not even going to have more kids because of the current circumstances in our country. Wow, you guys, I just, you know what? I was born in some pretty lame circumstances. I mean, I was personally born into a really messed up family, having all kinds of issues. I grew up... uh, you know, I've told you before, I mean, it set me up for post-traumatic stress disorder and everything else. Would I, would I choose to not have been born? No. There were many, many years where Jay and I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And our Christmases were precious. And so often God showed up at Christmas time in the most amazing ways. And he's showing up now. My kids and I, Jay and I, uh, and sitting down this morning with uh, Jay's mom, just reading the Christmas the Christmas box and, and, or the Christmas barn and just enjoying each other. And Jay's mom remarked that she, they grew up with hardly any money. And she's like, we didn't even know we, we didn't even know we were poor. Our parents never had us worrying about it. And I remember uh, our older kids telling Jay and I the same things. There were moments I've told you guys months and, and stretches of time where we were on food stamps 
I worked, you know, all kinds of jobs at night so I could stay home with our kids during the daytime. And the Lord never failed us. Rarely early, never late. And I have a feeling that there are a lot of stories like that. That if we really just sit down and analyze the worry and the anxiety, I think a lot of times we can trace it back to just forgetting that God's not going to leave us and he's not going to forsake us. And it, it, this is true, whether it is you're talking about having more children or you're talking about uh, what should, you know, should we, should we, you know, stay inside? Should we not go out? Should we, should we, should we, should we? Your days have been ordained for you before a single one of them came to be. And so if God's put it on your heart and, and you just have a, and you can't understand it, this desire to have another baby in the middle of COVID and all the craziness. And you're like, boy, this just seems crazy. I just, man, I don't know, you guys, I told you, I never talk to people out having babies. I'd probably go with my gut on that one. I'd be praying about that. Because wouldn't it be just like the Lord? There was a season a long time ago, uh, and Jay and I were going through just, boy, it was rough. He was a pastor and we were pastoring a church that was just unbearably difficult to be in. And while we were at this particular place, we had two children. I remember Jay coming home one day from a really rough day. You don't ever think of pastors having a rough day at the office, but I'll tell you what, you guys, they do. <laughs> they do. We used to say ministry would be great if it weren't for the people, <laughs> right? That's all ministry is, is people. And I remember him coming home from work and I was standing in the kitchen, you know, like I always was when he came home from work. And we had a new little baby, a new little girl. She's probably about seven or eight weeks old. And he just came in, didn't say anything, put his, put his backpack down, laid his keys on the counter, went over and picked up Summer and just sat in the rocking chair and cried with her in his arms. And she was our surprise baby, you know, Summer was. And I remember him just saying, God knew we needed her. She came at just the right time. That's how God works. That's how he works. He loves you. He loves you. So whatever it is that you're losing sleep over right now, I want you to be encouraged because God loves you. He wants to be intimately involved in your life and with your decisions. And he doesn't want you making decisions out of fear. God isn't the author of confusion or chaos. He hasn't given you a spirit of fear. He hasn't given you a spirit that would define your decisions in such a way that it would keep you from doing the thing that would bring you life. And so I just want to encourage you in that way. I'm going to answer a, maybe two more questions, hopefully, or I don't know. We'll see how we do. Uh, this one comes in from an anonymous listener. She said, Heidi, thank you for what you stand for. I listen to all your podcasts and participate in your Bible study. I love it all. This year, I decided to homeschool my children instead of send them back to the Christian school we had them in for two reasons. One, I didn't want to face another lockdown and I didn't want my children to have to wear masks and social distance. I want them to be, wait for it, children. We joined a homeschool co-op and it's been good so far. No masks, no social distancing, just kids playing and learning together. Recently with the quote rise in COVID cases, our homeschool co-op took a break and now the church that hosts us is requiring masks all the time for anyone who enters. I am crushed. I do not know what to do. It hasn't been announced yet that we will have to wear masks, but I'm assuming we will. 
The shutdown uh, in March had devastating effects on my daughter and I don't want to take school away from her to, again. She loves her friends and so does my son. But from the depths of my soul, I do not want to mask my children. My heart is breaking for them. What would you do? We don't have close family and, and a lot of our friends have grown children. My kids need the socialization. Have you ever thought about having people over to your house? I mean, uh, I, I'm getting this question more and more. And I guess I would just say, have you guys thought about just say, you know what, how about on Thursdays, we do a science experiment or we're going to do baking day or we're going to do, you don't have to go to, I would not darken the door of a co-op that made my children put masks on their faces. I think it is a ridiculous notion. Even the science, I mean, this whole thing is ridiculous, but the science says that children do not spread the Rona. Look at us, you guys. This is a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, and we are just losing our ever-loving minds. So pivot. That's my word for 2020, by the way. I told a whole bunch of women at a fantastic time uh, at Calvary Chapel uh, Tri-Cities in Kennewick, Washington, last Friday night. I know a lot of you listening to this were there. Uh, just jam-packed full of smiling women, 500-plus women, and... Uh, I was just hearing so many things that you guys, that God's doing in your life. It was so encouraging. And I was talking to you about my word for 2020. Like, you know, I have a different word now. If I told you guys the word that I thought it was at the beginning of 2020, you'd probably, you know, fall down laughing. (laughs) But I changed it about five months ago. And my new word is pivot. Heidi thought you're going to have a full speaking season this year. Pivot. You thought you're going to be on an airplane and uh, that's how you're going to make your living. Pivot. We're pivoting, you know, in all kinds of ways right now. You thought you'd enjoy your Costco membership forever, pivot. Doing something different, doing something different. And I would say it's time, it sounds like it might be time for you to pivot, even if it's just for a season. You know, when you pivot, you just turn on a dime, right? Think of what what a mechanism does that pivots. And so I'd be thinking about, you know, inviting people to your house. I love the idea of like a baking day. Focus on something that will uh, bring you some joy and will bring your kids some joy too. You can have movie nights at your house. You could do games, you know, just something like that. But I wouldn't go back to that homeschool co-op if they were going to put masks on my children. I absolutely would not. I know some of you are like, Heidi, you're just taking this too far. I'm sorry. This invasion into our personal liberty has got to be curtailed. It's just completely wrong. And speaking of... uh, of, of that. There's another question that came in and so often, you know, they're masked. This person said, uh, Johnny is her name or Joni, however you say it, Joni, I'm, I'm probably just slaughtering your name. I'm really sorry. She said, how would you respond to this statement? My mask is a symbol of my faith. I literally cried when I saw this I was, as a response to a comment I made on social media from a person I used to attend church with. So Joni, this is what's happening in the culture right now. Your mask is not a symbol of your faith. And I think that you know that. And I I think I would be inclined not to respond at all because you can't reason with something that's so unreasonable. And, you know, for all of the struggle that we're in right now, for all of the agony that we're in, we're watching friends turn on friends. And I just, I'm more and more, I'm just like, disengage. <laughs> I sort of unplug from the conversation. I might... Uh, just completely disengage. And that probably what I would be encouraging you to do because obviously the mask is not a symbol of your faith at all. All right. The symbol of your faith is written on your heart. And it says that the Lord is the Lord of your life and that you don't walk in fear, you walk in freedom because of him. 
And so I would encourage you to do that. Someone said to me, you know, uh, the, the cases in whatever city a friend of mine was living in, they're just rising and, and it's rising because you people won't stay home. You guys, whenever in the history of our world did we say to people, everyone stay home and there'll be no more sickness and no more virus? It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We live in a broken, fallen world and people are going to get sick and die until the Lord comes back and makes all things new, which he will do, which we are studying right now at MomStrong International. <laughs> so that's where I'm going to end today. You guys, please join me. Join me at MomStrong International. We're going to be wrapping up uh, probably in the next month. We'll see how it goes. I, you know, I thought about kind of speeding up to get to the end of it, but I don't want to like start out with this really great study and then wind up with a So we're going to take our time just working our way through uh, Revelation, but we're getting there. And so I want you guys to join us. It's a great time to study God's word. And we do this every single month. Brand new Bible study comes out every single month. Brand new scripture writing challenge. And this is where uh, my heart really beats for this generation of of homemakers and of mothers and of teenagers to say, hey, let's get to know God's word together. Let's see how it applies to the culture. Let's prove by the study of God's word that his word is not irrelevant. And that's what we're doing at MomStrong International. So I hope that you guys will join me. Uh, I want to let you know that you can leave questions for me at Mailbox Monday, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message, and you can leave me a voicemail. And I'm going to play a couple of those voicemails for you on Monday at Mailbox Monday. Tomorrow, we've got a really special thing going on. My friend, Bill Jack, who is the founder of Worldview Academy and just an amazing, amazing human being, understands the culture and understands the need to uh, engage in it from a Christian perspective, from a biblical point of view. He's going to come on the show with me tomorrow, and we're going to spend Thursday and Friday talking about what's going on right now because of COVID. We're going to talk about civil disobedience and Romans 13. It's going to be a fantastic conversation. So come back tomorrow, share the podcast. As always, we would love it if you guys would leave reviews for the show over at iTunes. Uh, It encourages us greatly and also to send us uh, donations for the show. This is what is literally keeping the show on the air right now. And many of you are starting to uh, encourage us in that way and just help us get this out there. So if the podcast has been an encouragement to you, if it's blessed you at all, and you think, boy, other people need to hear about that. This is a really great way for you guys to help us keep this program on the air and to bring it to people who really need to hear the truth. We are absolutely, resolutely committed to speaking truth in the culture right now. And you guys are really helping us do that. I was going to read you a couple of those uh, reviews that are coming in. This one came from Tina. She called herself Seeing Truth Tina. It says, your podcasts have empowered me and directed me into actively growing in God's word. Thank you so much for that, Tina. She said, I accidentally found you one day on Facebook and it has transformed my life. My eyes are open and I see the Lord seated on his throne. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Jordan writes, Heidi, I wish that I would have heard about you sooner. Just started listening to your podcast and I'm not sure how I stumbled upon your show, but can't stop listening with my friends. Dylan writes in, I just started listening to Heidi over the summer months as she was one of the few Christian leaders rightfully calling our attention to the obvious red flags in our churches and local governments. She speaks with passion and conviction from a sound Bible-based worldview. As a fellow Christian wife, a homeschool 
mom and a constitutional conservative. I listen to Heidi every morning to hear an honest report of the cultural battles, as well as a heavy dose of encouragement to be bold and courageous in the Lord. Thank you, Lauren from Bend, Oregon. You guys, I want to also give a shout out to Demetrius in Smyrna, Georgia, to Don in Aurora, Oregon, and Amanda from Wisconsin. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast financially. You are literally an answer to prayer and are helping us to bring this message to tens of thousands of listeners. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you back here with my friend, the amazing Bill Jack tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.